Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Pint of Football, where much like David Beckham, we are extremely keen to profit from our likeness, regardless of the body count of those providing said profit. Standing in a port city holding a big sign saying, get it here, is Daz Napton. Get it here. And, and wholeheartedly endorsing Raid Shadow Legends is me, Tom Meadowcroft. Oh, nice. Always enjoy our topical intros. Yes. Raid paid me 20p for that, for every listener. Good, that's good. So we might get a quid. more the game for Sports Social. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah. We're here, we're back in the mix, and we are continuing a story which some would say is well overdue. It is Tom's magical moment where he can tell us all about football in Tuvalu. Now it's Tom's time to shine. Tuvalu is a tiny Polynesian country uh, of some 12,000 souls, midway between Hawaii and Australia. It has a total land area of only 10 square miles. If you look it up on Google Maps, it's essentially a very thin ring in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. It kind of looks like if you dropped a party ring into a fresh cup of coffee and left it for five minutes. To be fair as well, the way the the place is going, it probably would have the same effect after a few moments as it would. Yeah, it's not good. But anyway, let's, let's remain positive. Yeah. We saw Tuvalu play at the 2018 Conifer World Cup, um, a competition for partially recognised states and other geopolitical anomalies. Why am I talking about Tuvalu again? Oh yeah, we're doing that thing where we give each other a country and we have to find a funny story from their footballing history. But That's, um, that's right. And so far, just to recap, we've done you've done Uruguay, 
which uh, mm. you told the story <laughs> of the look um, at this country you yeah. are gay yeah we we did that uh what else have we done i did uh estonia which was told through the baltic cup um and what was the, the sassiest cup of all time yeah oh yeah um the first one was a uh, time or less day where they oh, got yeah. they got banned from playing because they smuggled a load of brazilians in that was pretty good the standards are high so tuvalu are actually a fully recognized state they are their own country um to my knowledge them and kiribati are the only two states in conifer um that are you know legitimate states not to uh not to discredit any other nations such as Sussex and Cornwall's claim to statehood. But um, they have yet to be accepted into FIFA, but they've been trying since 1987. So they're trying, bless them. They did actually get accepted into the OFC, which is the Federation for Oceanic and Pacific Football Club, Football Nations. Um, They got in there in 2020, and that was as a direct result of their involvement with Conifer. Oh, I I actually didn't know that. I actually didn't know that, yeah. Oh, that's um, nice. They, yeah, that's good. They have played in something called the Pacific Games. They got to the quarterfinals in the first tournament in the ninety 19- in nineteen seventy nine. Whoa, whoa, been... whoa, whoa, whoa! You say they got to the quarterfinals? I swear yeah. there's only ten nations. Well, exactly. I mean, you can only beat you can only beat what's in front of you, or in Tuvalu's case, what's thousands upon thousands of miles of sea. Mm. The next Ar- arpeggio or arpeggio. Why do I keep saying words I can't pronounce? I'll peg you over. Mm, yeah, I'm still not sure that counts as an achievement. Yeah, well, they've had nothing but group stages since then. And then they had their one pretty lacklustre Conifer World Cup run out where they lost five games, conceded 24 goals with only four in reply. Um, I, I need you to, I've written, I need you to jog my memory here, Daz, but I, I seem to remember they were expected to play a game like the day after their 30 plus hour flight. Pretty much. So they arrived. I think they'd done like a 36-hour flight with about six changes because, of course, you can't just get a direct flight from Tuvalu to London, even in 2021. Shocking. I know, imagine. Um, So, yeah, they flew over and they arrived, I think, on the evening of the opening ceremony. Um, I imagine absolutely bewildered, like... Yeah, you got. I, I doubt any of them have ever gone like further than Australia or New Zealand, and suddenly you, you're in London. You're probably right because I think even the better of the players only ever played within that region, and yeah, it probably was for most of them their first trip. And actually, when I arrived at the game, um, it was the first thing I saw when I walked through the gate. Uh, was just it was the the training kit, the training top, which was like sort of like blue like panther style um hmm. it was really cool but yeah that was without, the wish, without wishing to offend i would say it was tiki-esque yeah and that's probably i'm probably mixing up me uh indigenous cultures there but yeah it's a very funky training kit liked it a lot yeah but yeah yeah we did we got the privilege of seeing them together i also got to see them a second time um where they lost i think they lost four three against i've got it all here i've got it all here yeah yeah uh we saw them get crushed eight nil by padania um, and most most of their players played in like serie c yeah so it wasn't really fair (laughs) to say the least that was the um uh that was a 
Harangay. Harangay. I kept wanting to say Harrogate. Yeah, that was at Harrogate, Harangay, um, in the blistering heat, which they, you know, probably would have been more used to than the Italians. But um, And then you saw them narrowly lose 4-3 to Tamil Elam after I'd gone home. Oh, yeah. And you mentioned the distinct possibility that Conifer may well have been the first time they'd been exposed to artificial turf. Definitely. It would have been. Has to have been. <laughs> so a really sort of um, bumpy landing into the world of international football. Yeah. But they obviously enjoyed themselves. I think I might have mentioned to you at the time um, that they turned up for the final. Obviously, they weren't in the final. They were. I think they'd played like the the fifteenth, sixteenth place playoff final <clears throat> out of the sixteen teams. Because well, I was going to say because um, the Island Man fucked off, didn't they? Yeah, picked up their toys and left. Yeah, that um, was it. So they had to like just get a, a random assortment of friendlies done. Was it? I, I, I don't. Know, I don't know if it's one of those. But um... yeah, they invited. Um, they invited <laughs> the uh, Chagos Islands. Chagos Islands. Yeah. So again. During my, during my research, I found out the Chagos Islands, Daz, doesn't have a native population anymore because the UK and the US basically just stole the island for military use and expelled everyone that lived there. Yeah. And weirdly, it seems like the majority of them now live in Crawley. Sounds about right, because they definitely, <laughs> considering how far away Chagos Islands is from London, they managed to get a team there pretty sharpish. Yeah, so that, that that was kind of the putting two and two together. That seems to be the only explanation for that. Imagine yeah. like having a like beautiful Pacific Island home and then getting dumped in Crawley. <laughs> oh, doesn't even bear thinking about, does it? Nah, uh, we are a horrible nation. I'd rather be on uh, landlocked sinking Tuvalu than Crawley. I think. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Tuvalu have been attempting to join FIFA since the 80s, as I say, but they've not had any luck, partly because there's only one part of the island that's wide enough for a football pitch. So all eight clubs and the national team play at the Tuvalu Sports Ground in what is, I guess, their de facto capital, uh, Funafuti. (laughs) That is a good name for a city. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's not a city, it's three roads. Yeah, I, I kind of assumed as much. <laughs> the National the Ground is a classic, though. Yeah, the National Ground um, is, think, sort of sub-Western League standards. It's basically a wooden shack. Yeah, basically Somerset County League standard with one long, quite rickety-looking stand. But I'm also willing to bet that it could probably have everyone on the island watch a game. Well, considering half of them would be playing. Yeah, if you well, that's it. If you think about it as well, uh, now that they're officially part of OFC and uh, hopefully they'll be playing a few more bigger teams there will be at least once every few years that they'll come across like a a New Zealand or a Fiji so (laughs) probably quite a big deal I guess. Well I think New Zealand are trying to get into the Asian Federation now God knows why because they get a free entry to the World Cup. Well no they don't actually because they've still got to play a playoff Oh yeah of course they do Yeah and I think that's well, that's it, because I think Australia kind of got fed up that they were winning like every game 20 nil, 30 nil, and then <laughs> then they'd like play Chile and lose, and then yeah. that was it. No way to live. No. Uh, continuing on, 
because the island is a, a coral bed, they actually had to import river clay from Fiji to get any grass growing to play football on. But it's uh, apparently still pretty hard and lumpy. So not, not the greatest surface. Mm. Um, add to that, there are no training pitches. There's no real room for any training pitches, nor hotels for potential opponents. So Tuvalu have never played a home game, never played an international home game. No. Well, I mean, like, how could they? Oh, that is a travesty. <laughs> I looked into it, and yeah, that's never, that's never happened. Um, the IFC have said that they're going to try and help them and Kiribati get into FIFA with legal support. So we'll see. I mean, I think it's a logistical problem rather than a legal problem, unless um, the OFC have the power to just, like, build them another island that's just kind of big enough for a couple of training pitches in a hotel. Well, is it in Indonesia or Singapore where they've got that pitch that's just floating in the sea? Oh, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. I think that's um, Singapore. So maybe they're going to go for that, especially if the whole island is just <laughs> a big ring. Maybe they'll build a huge, massive stadium in the middle of the sea that's just floating around the island. Yeah. I mean, if there's a coral reef, you could drain it somehow. I don't know. I don't want to give, like, I don't want to give Elon Musk ideas. I feel like there'd be downsides to just oh. drip draining i'm already imagining it you could just so imagine like a huge massive stadium hundred thousand seater the the elon musk arena and it's just got three fijians and two tuvaluans just hanging around there doing all the maintenance the whole time like our island is sinking they'll end up all living in the stadium by the end we need 20 stout men with buckets to bail it out yeah yeah it's just going to be like a big pirate ship, but it's actually a stadium. Uh, so many good jokes about uh, Tuvalu sinking right in the middle of COP26. <laughs> I'll edit this. I'll edit this a lot. Yeah, it was really it was really nutty doing the research for this and finding out more about Tuvalu. Like, it's such a preposterously small country. It's, it's basically all the width of a dual carriageway apart from Funafuti, which is about three streets wide for a mile. Like you literally couldn't avoid anyone. If you were yeah. trying to, if you got into trouble with anyone, you you just have to like go and live in the woods. And even then you're relying on them just not bothering to look for you. What's the population of this road? I should have written this down. I'm just curious. I think it's something like 12,000. Yes, yeah, 12,000. Um, it has a population density of 1,146 people per square mile, which is higher than Japan and Belgium. Wow. So pretty crammed in. Like um, all the all the videos and pictures I've seen, it looked absolutely gorgeous, but it's just stupidly tiny and narrow. I, I don't understand how you would live there without going mad, unless you had never left. I just, I can't even picture how the how many teams are in the league eight yeah there's like eight in there there's eight teams possibly nine um because they've got they've got they've got two leagues but one of them's all reserve teams apart from one but i could find like no information about them at all so i'm not like willing to accept that they still exist so let's just say there's around nine teams plus eight <clears throat> reserve teams all which probably have at least 15 players so yeah. basically, there's about 300 players. So you only have to be in the top 300 players on such a small country to be playing in their league. Yeah, we could we could become footballers finally. Their grassroots must be amazing. Yeah. Well, not their not their actual grassroots. Their uh, metaphorical grassroots. Yeah. As I say, 
important well, yeah. play. I remember uh, when I was at primary school and I think there was like 150 kids and uh, the head teacher one assembly would just be like sitting everyone down and it'd be like... Statistically... Have I ever told you about a place called Tuvalu? <laughs> no, no, it wasn't that. Statistically speaking, not one person out of this room will become a professional footballer. It was the classic, like, don't just play football all the time. Try and <laughs> actually try and actually do other stuff. But Please I think... Acquire in... other skills. Yeah, I think though in Tuvalu... It'd be like one in three of you will become <laughs> a national hero, and I think that's so, nice. Yeah, it's good. Good, uh, good odds. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Get ourselves some snacks. So, aside from Tuvalu's ongoing quest for international recognition. Unfortunately, Daz, I couldn't really find much in the way of interesting stories from the footballing history of Tuvalu. I suspect that they don't really have much of a recorded history. Um, there was actually a Dutch documentary, but um, I, it was it was in Dutch. Some of it was subtitled, but I couldn't find anything but the trailer, so that was a dead end. <laughs> um, but I did find out one really cool thing about football in general in Tuvalu, and just sport in general. So I'll give Ooh. you that. Nice. So you know how I said there was only one part of the island that's wide enough to have a proper football pitch? Yes. So they get around this by turning the runway of the airport into a massive like sport park during the evenings. There's a, there's a video on YouTube that shows basically half the country descending onto the landing strip um, like as the sun's setting and the grass surrounding it. And yeah, they just turn it into a massive sort of play park. It's really Whoa. nice. There's like um, they play football, rugby, volleyball, basketball, and something called uh, Teano, which is um, the native, the sort of national sport only played in Tuvalu. Whoa! Uh, don't ask me to explain what that is. Um, they interviewed a guy who was playing in goal and asked him what happens if a plane needs to make an emergency landing. You know, it being in the middle <laughs> of nowhere and the only land for miles around. And he he was just like, oh yeah, there's usually a siren, and the word "usually" made me quite uncomfortable. Mm. It's it's a dangerous place, really, isn't it? More, yeah. I mean, probably not much crime, but uh, you know, the fear of getting crushed by an emergency plane landing is is very real. Yeah, if you don't drown as the country disintegrates, you might get hit by an emergency plane. If anyone wants to check that video out, it's by a guy called Drew Binsky. B-I-N-S-K-Y. It's very nicely shot. It's um, a really good way to check out Tuvalu. I'll definitely be watching that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's all I could get, I'm afraid. But yeah, we certainly enjoyed watching Tuvalu. Um, Wish them all their best, all the best in their fight against disappearing into the waves i think there are actually plans um, if if need be to relocate them to like fiji or something which is probably gonna have to happen unfortunately yeah i think there's a few similar flatland countries in that part of the world that sadly over the next hundred years will definitely um be underground underwater sorry so um yeah just get them over to fiji this has been your light-hearted, obscure football <laughs> podcast. I say, I say, I say, Daz.
What do you say, Tom? How do you find Will Smith in the snow? You look for fresh prints. Ooh, swerved it. Bye. A football, everybody's doing it, everybody's playing it. Ain't you heard it? Football, everybody's doing it, everybody's saying it. Football's a word. There was a player, he scored a goal, and everybody cheered the goal. Another time, player got fouled, and everybody booed very loud of a football. Everybody's hoping and everybody's praying their claim will win. Football, everybody's raving and now they're misbehaving cause football has got them in a spin. Send that punk off the pitch, bitch. <laughs> Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network.